0: We are Science Fiction Remnant, Season 2, a podcast for sci-fi lovers spanning across books, movies, TV shows, and games. Music provided by the Atlas.
1: This show is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Learn more about how we're helping podcasts to build conversation, connection, and community at letschatpodcast.net.
0: Radio, War of the Worlds. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Science Fiction Remnant Season 2. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you find this episode as exciting to listen to as it was for us to create for you. But before we start this episode, I want to take this opportunity to present to you some podcasts we think you might enjoy.
2: Otto? Where are we?
3: It appears that we have landed on another podcast. Oh. Well, this is UHS William Mackey, letting you know that we are sentient spaceships, getting in all sorts of silly adventures. While dealing with a formidable enemy. True. And oh, there's also this science ship. Hey. She's investigating why all of the organic species suddenly died off, leaving the galaxy to Spaceships! Out wherever you get your podcasts on your planet. Almost 80 years ago, a young man in his early 20s created a legendary work of science fiction that still rocks our world today. In Selden Crisis, I dive into the greatest future epic ever told, Isaac Asimov's Foundation. Each episode is a personal exploration of this great work, combining dramatic storytelling with commentary and analysis bringing characters like Hari Seldon, Salvor Hardin, and the Mule to life, and exploring how the great ideas in this story are still relevant in our times. How does a civilization react when scientists foretell catastrophe? Can we learn from this brilliant work of genius and rise to the challenges we face in our own lives? Please join me on Seldon Crisis, the podcast. Oh, that—that's the orchestral '70s version. I love that one. Uh, I used to listen to it all the time. And of course, there was the the, the '50s um, uh, movie version. Uh, that was pretty good too. You know, with the flying spaceship and stuff. Uh, but uh, we're not talking about those today. We're talking about the 1938 old-timey radio vibe version. that was um, uh, only audio and uh, had those really interesting musical interludes in between with the music of the time. But,
0: but first, we need to do the segments, remember?
1: Oh, yeah, let's um, do that. Uh,
0: Defined Science Fiction Remnant.
2: What's Hello me? I'm speaking to you. Hello.
0: Hello? Hello. Who is
2: it? Oh, Who you can d- hear me. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hey, this, uh, this is Madison Standish. Who am I talking to?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I listened to your podcast. Is uh, This is uh, Robert uh, from Science Fiction Remnant, and uh, we have Ray and uh, Geo.
2: Oh, that's so awesome that I got you. Hey,
0: there.
2: Oh, yeah. We, we,
0: yeah, we listen to your podcast. It's great. Aww, <laughs> but thank you. how did you get here?
2: I have no idea. I think I was just drawn to your sci-fi vibe. Nice.
0: Uh, didn't you invite her as a surprise guest?
1: Robert is always doing some, some kind of mischiefs and tricks like that.
0: No, yeah. no, this is unplanned, unscripted unethical
2: absolutely there were app there were no emails going back and forth between me and robert this week none at all
3: <laughs> well while we've got medicine here maybe we should ask her a few questions about her exploits uh, we've all heard a show right oh yeah oh yeah oh um, i'm
2: sorry wait you're gonna exploit me i don't understand
1: yeah, You're I mean,
3: you
0: should be used to that.
1: 1938, yeah, slavery was, was recently.
0: Oh my god! Uh, yeah, we we, we love this this episode, and um, for, for all of you out there who have not heard uh, this episode, I invite you to listen to it. Um, it's Madison on the air is one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm I'm really excited that we have her drop on our show, just like she drops on all those other radios uh, in the past. But um, how, how did you end up on past radio shows, um, uh, Madison?
2: Well, I really haven't figured that out yet. I mean, I started like, okay, so I'm a makeup artist and I felt like my gift needed to be shared with the world. So I was doing this like makeup blog where I was like giving instruction and then I don't know, freaky deaky science stuff and wham, um, I'm in the past. I don't know, you'd have to listen to my theme song. It explains it.
1: Yes. Yes. The
3: explanation, not explanation. (laughs)
2: You know, I just, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of really like zen and you know Dao, and I just kind of go with it so wherever I end up I end up
1: well have you ever thought of figuring out how to get out or how do you charge yourself
2: well like as far as leaving I don't know I mean if I go back to like your year you know what is it 2020 I left in 2020 what year is it there now 20 are, like 2022? 2022 Dude, two years. Whoa. Well, I don't know if they take me back to Applebee's. That's where I was working. But really, what is more fun? Going to Great like. sweet
1: Fried potatoes.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Oh my God. You're one of those, aren't you? <laughs> 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 that is exactly my point. That is why I'd rather stay in the past.
1: <laughs> it's better than pineapple and pizza, right?
2: I am not going to reveal secrets. I have been sworn. <laughs> for a just, yeah. Oh. I don't want to be sued by Apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean,
0: listening to listening to this episode, I, I, I realized, um, you know, what, what do you guys think? And, and this, this question is mainly for uh, Ray and Gio, but if um, Madison wants to answer, um, I, realize that podcasts are the new talk radio um what do you think i mean i remember back when when you know just you know you have all those talk radios and and this is how you get your entertainment and now um i couldn't told i couldn't tell you maybe one or two that are on the radio but mostly all of them are just podcasts what do you guys think well, uh, podcasts are way more open to you know anybody
3: getting involved, whereas like radios would be a radio station. You have to be lucky to get on, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean we we're doing podcasts weekly. We jump on other people's podcasts. It's 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 sort of a, a community, and it's it, it's kind of like community radio, I would think, more than you know, like um, uh, coast to coast national radio. Uh, broadcasts which yeah I, th- I think you're right i think that's that's where the sort of the discussion has moved to now
1: and i mean i think i think that, that the other difference is uh, the planning you know like like while radio is live uh the involvement with the public is different i would say it's, that's the only difference in interaction it has come it an... was like you call and then like you're live with them if you get to the
0: it has come a long time uh, because uh If you think about it, you know, in the 1938 uh, radio broadcast of World of the Worlds, um, this was, you know, kind of local or localized. Um, And now, you know, a talk show could have a immediate worldwide audience, which I find that fascinating.
1: So the whole world is listening to you, Mason.
2: OMG. Hi, world. Hi. (laughs)
3: Yeah, so it's it's not live anymore, but um, it's on demand. So you've Mm -hmm. got that option of listening to it later on, but um, everybody can, you know, access it. So it's not like broadcast and gone, like um, live radio would be. Uh, You've got access to it anytime you want, which which I think makes it more more
1: accessible, really.
2: Mm -hmm. And can't you guys, like, swear... Because you don't have the FCC, like, breathing down your neck. So you can say whatever you want. Oh,
1: no. I mean, Robert had to deal with that because, I mean.
0: (gasps) Well, I don't don't typically. But my, uh, you know, this podcast is set up to explicit. So we can all have the freedom to do if if we choose to. Um,
1: You don't have to do like you did um, on the episode of the uh, Bathing Place uh, that you were looking for, Annie. Uh you have to say, get the F up. No, you don't
2: have to. Do <laughs> You're giving me permission. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to have to drop every F bomb. <laughs> like entire...
3: It'll be like Vietnam again, What? not it? <laughs> <laughs> Car bombing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Madison, what was it like to be there? I mean, w- was it in black and white? Um, Were you shocked (laughs) by the differences between our worlds? And were you in danger?
2: Oh my gosh, so many things to unpack there. Um, (laughs) As far as black and white, well, if you do your history, you will know that Technicolor came out in the early 1930s. So, no, it was plenty of color everywhere. Okay. Um, It's definitely better air quality, especially in LA back in the 1930s. And uh, gas is way cheaper. So that's a plus. Um. And what was your other questions? Oh, my God, didn't you have, like, 30 in there? What else? <laughs> yeah,
3: there, there was 32 questions, actually. <laughs> were, were you shocked by the differences between our worlds?
2: Well, I'm still fu- trying to find somebody who could make a decent mocha latte. I mean, it's like these people haven't heard of espresso yet. It's like everything's drip coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Waffle House. Okay, well, I'm not that desperate. (laughs) (laughs) But
3: but were you in danger?
2: Well, it's not like the Martians came in peace, did they? No. They were, like, burning people up all over the place. So, yeah, I was in danger.
3: So, obviously, no work, health, and safety when it comes to Martians.
2: Well, no, it doesn't appear so. They're really just kind of, like, come here and destroy. You know, because that's kind of what we do. Right, as people. So they're just kind of being like better at it.
3: Yeah, baby. Fair enough. So Martians are better people.
2: They're better at destroying than people, ah, which is what makes the military really jealous of them. That was my top take on that.
0: I, I was really surprised because um, when I heard you, you know, at that scene where the military came in and they were going to handle the situation.
2: OMG! Was that just nothing? <laughs> like a you know, it was like a dick yep. fest in there. OMG! <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine's bigger. Uh.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm so amazed. Typical human superiority in, uh, complex. You know, like we had the soldiers here on, on on vacation. You know, they needed a, a way out to, ex, you know, um, test their their superiority, t- test their strength um, super confident they can win. Um, and I, I I wonder, and this is a question for everybody, uh, in this, uh, podcast is how it's kind of different from that time, from the 30s. Um, and and the fifties have the different, way of handling things because of the technology that has gotten. And, and of course we have today, um, how would, what is your thought on how that would migrate through the years? If for example, something like that would happen in the fifties versus happening today, uh, we could start with, uh, I don't know, uh, Ray, what do you think? Well, the,
3: um, as I remember, there was one tripod that was knocked down by um, uh, a field gun, and um, the, the the field gun was then taken out very quickly. But, of course, um, in the 50s version, there was more, you know, like tanks and stuff like that, but they were pretty obvious as well, uh, and they were easy to take down with a heat ray. But of course, now we have um, remote warfare and you have people sitting hundreds of kilometres away in a bunker, uh, remotely controlling drones and um, laser guided missiles. So I feel like the uh, Martians would be pushing shit uphill against um, current military uh, equipment if it was a raid in the right place. I mean, it takes time to get these things on target. So... Um, you know, you know, once, once it was found that they were, um, uh, hostile, uh, then you could, you could clear people out of there and, um, just send in, um, uh, remotely controlled drones and laser guided missiles, uh, which would cause those, um, uh, tripods a bit of, a bit of a problem, I think, compared to, uh, the forces arrayed against them in 1938.
0: Yeah, what I was, I was thinking more of to like the psyche, like... Kind of like what Madison was just talking about. It's like, you know, who can piss better, or um, <laughs> then the.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, it feels like the merch is always gonna have the bigger dick. Uh, that's what it feels like.
0: <laughs> yeah, Um but like well, you it know how
1: doesn't mean that's good aim, right?
0: Yeah, uh, you, you know how how Madison <laughs> Madison experienced this in thirty eight, right? The during this scene that we're talking about and, and how they yeah. behave towards the, the challenge prior to what the end re, result was um, would the military in the 50s versus the military today would they behave in the same manner considering that there's a lot of things that happen you know granted we have technology improvements but we also have a lot more information so um, do you think they will behave exactly the same uh, you know, with the same, I'm better. Back and- between the
3: back, back, back between the two world wars, you you had the meat grinder. You just threw men at it, and you gave them whatever arms were available, and you just threw them in there. These days, it's more technological. So you have standoff tactics. You you throw big, expensive, exploding weapons at things rather than people, and that, and that's more the um the method of dealing with problems these days i mean you see it on tv all the time you've got this video camera footage of of a you can like it's nighttime there's a laser and suddenly something goes in and goes to, boom and that's that's all you see it's it's dealt with you don't send people in you send munitions in so uh, i think that that would be the way that it would be handled currently
2: i kind of think just in general that today I would think half the country would deny that the invasion was even happening, <laughs> and then the other half would be trying to advocate for the Martians while they're getting burned up by the heat ray.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can can't miss those activists, right? <laughs> <laughs> they need to have a, a cause to fight. And I mean, I think if we're that we're just that's...
2: nice to them; they'll they'll be nice to us. Yeah,
1: we wish. We we're food. I mean, cows are nice to us, and we're nice to them. I
3: actually know you're wrong. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I mean, I mean, you're we're, actually
3: wrong. Cows a, kill more people than sharks do. Come on, man. We're such a fucked up race. Hey, yeah. uh, we, we put in a, in a here, cows restaurant where we eat pork.
1: No, man, look, man. We're so so fucked up in a restaurant where we, where we eat chicken, and we've murdered them. We put a happy chicken you <laughs> so, to so chicken, you're gonna go eat chicken, and chicken and is happy about it. Like, come <laughs> on! Bro. Have you seen how they make chicken nuggets?
0: Um, no, and m- I don't. Mo- moving <laughs> along. <laughs> I don't think well, Madison I mean, I wants mean, to hear that.
1: Madison was on point with, with her with her yes. assertion. About it. I mean, I watched the, the first World Wars that I watched. Shame on me! Was the Tom Cruise version. <laughs> and it didn't seem much different than the other ones. <laughs> who were helpless <laughs> still. <laughs> but yeah. So, and what do you think that would happen today if this happened? Like, so that society the first thirty years, if aliens attacked, how how would it differ from the thirties?
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: we said the commonality. So now say, what 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 would be different?
2: Well, because you know, you guys like when you're talking about the warfare stuff, like you're assuming that they still have old technology, while our technology is advanced. You don't know how kick-ass their technology would be today. I still think aliens will always have better technology than us. That's why they got here, and we can't even get to them.
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is definitely true. Um, I, I, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually. Undecided, because on one side, um, you know, because of all the thought experiments and the technology and advances, especially in warfare, um, military um, groups will feel a lot more confident, regardless of what level of technology the other side has. Um, you know, when it comes to to aliens at- attacking, um, but we also have in the other side, and the information that we have gathered through the years, the thought experiments, and how sci-fi has always been a way for us to analyze what you know a, 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 an actual issue and come up with solutions via thought experiments. So there has been a lot more exposure. To what it would be like for Earth to be attacked by aliens, so that leads me to believe that the uh, the confidence level might go down a little because of that experience to that to those thoughts, the thought process. Um, but that's just I, I don't know. I mean, if on one side, I think yeah, we're going to be a lot more confident, and the and the other is like I uh, know we're going to be a lot more cautious. Um, so I'm not sure. Where I should go with that?
3: Well, if you believe the movie Battleship, you you, you need a, a handbrake turn um, Missouri to uh, deal with alien spaceships. So obviously, if you have that, you're okay. But if you don't, you're in trouble.
0: Because you know, like Madison said, there always will be a lot more technologically advanced. Proving point is they got here. We can't do that. You know. Yeah, they sent hey, the you know, military. on it. We're working, <laughs> we're working on it, but look, they come in with a military force. We can't do that. You know, we might send a group of five or you know, into space, wait like what nine months, and you know.
1: I don't know even karate. <laughs> but that's just my thought. Someone, they're scientists. They're scientists.:
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, I want to tag you with this flask. <laughs>
0: You want some Tang?
3: <laughs> I think you're right, Robert. The big the big difference between um, success and failure when something unprecedented like this happens is have you thought about it before? Are you at all prepared? Now, in the 30s, science fiction was very... Like, you'd had Frankenstein, uh, which is considered the first, you know, outing of science fiction. But... Between the '30s and, 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 and yeah, but between the '30s and now, we've we've had such a range of science fiction, and people have thought about all these things that you know it's it's not going to be quite so shocking as it would have been back in the '30s, and and people won't be like frozen up about it. They'll have at least have some sort of context to work on because of science fiction, because we've thought about the possibility. When you haven't thought about the possibility, you've just got nowhere to go. When we're, we're I, I expect, and I mean, you know, I'm not an American citizen, but I expect that the US government has contingency plans for something showing up on US soil that is from, from which is extraterrestrial. They would have plans for that because of science fiction. Well, will hope. Well, yeah, that's
1: my feel. <laughs> <laughs> just look at just look at how how much investment in uh, space exploration and, and so much has been done in the last 20, 40 years. It's like very recent. I would think not.
0: And there's also space force. <laughs> space, for, actually space
1: force. Space force <laughs> is a telltale of it. Space force <laughs> is a telltale of it because they are like we got to invest on this. If you get something coming up, we don't. Got, we cannot defend ourselves.
0: I think it's the yep. beginning. I think it's the beginning. Everything needs to start somewhere. Yep. Uh, I, I'm sure that you know five, ten years down the line, it would be a complete different organization.
1: Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, yeah. I don't think that nothing is going to happen if you throw a nuke to the atmosphere. You know, would it explode the same way without oxygen and all those things?
0: Uh they already did test it. it uh, I think I I seen some where they actually were testing at this different level of the atmosphere and see what reaction they got. So um, look it up on YouTube. It's really, really oh, interesting.
1: Oh I mean, the only, the only testing of nukes that I've seen is the one in Bikini Bottom from SpongeBob.
0: Now, they did a lot more. They did on the ground testing, on the ground testing, on the air testing, Yeah, all kinds of testing. <laughs> um,
3: let's, let's just say, Carlo that you don't need um, you don't need oxygen for nuclear fusion. Example the sun.
1: But it will be shit if we draw a nuke to them and we actually charge their battery.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so 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 the Martians have shown up here to charge their phones on their way to Venus and um and, and if we nuke them it will charge their phones and then they'll leave. Is that the
1: plan? No, they're gonna be like, Oh, these people are nice.
0: Hey Madison, they that's a new talk, way.
1: That,
0: that might be a new new way for you to charge the phone. In the past,
2: I well, I brought my charger with me. I can charge there. It's like they have electricity. It's not the eighteen thirties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is it call uh, the the charger that you actually have? Like these really things that you use, like the the, the force to.
2: It's called to a like... plug. I plug <laughs> it into the phone. I plug it into the wall.
1: No, I mean L-L-M-G. like for, for camping. It's not solar one, but it's one like you use like uh I think like, I know I'm what you want to go camping. Eh, D- outside.
0: Dynamo? Dynamo Dynamo yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the, the, isn't the, that the, what, you, what you, you wash your clothes with? But well, the question <laughs> to have was already oh, voice.
0: <laughs> um
1: you can take one of those if you don't have electricity, you can plug it in and just
0: Madison doesn't like camping, so, you know, there goes that idea. (laughs) Um, You know, another thing that I was thinking about when I was listening to uh, the show um, and the attack of the aliens. Um, I'm not sure how many of you have seen, and I'm sure Madison have not seen Arrival at all, because, you know, you haven't been back to our time yet, I'm, 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 I'm assuming. But... The the aliens have a really big. Um, they 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 really look like to me. They they might be maybe related to the heteropods.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what what do you guys think? I mean, I that, that's when I was listening to the description. Um, you know those octopus-like um, aliens coming out of the machines. Um, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, um, also, I mean, are they third dimensional or are they fourth dimensional, like the like the hectopods? Because if that's the case, then we really don't know how they look like at all. Hectopods or the aliens from the uh, from the attack.
2: They were icky. That's all I remember. They were icky. There was like saliva stuff and crusty things and just, ugh. They they looked like a disease before they were sick. It's just, it's terrible.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Too many arms?
2: Well, I don't have a problem with that. I like octopi. Okay. I think they are fascinating creatures, but I don't want them attached to a mouth that looks like a venereal disease. It was disgusting. (laughs)
3: Okay, so 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 your Google review for um for for the aliens was not not good. Wouldn't wouldn't go again. Wouldn't
2: recommend. No. No, uh, no stars. Avoid at all costs. Harsh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, speaking of avo-
3: speaking of avoiding at all costs, um, the infection aspect of the story on the surface um, seems rather realistic sounding. Um, uh, this is part of why we're trying to avoid contamination of celestial bodies like Mars and the moon from our probes that we send up there. So we're, we're trying to keep them uh, aseptic. Um, but wouldn't would the Martian know about microbes? Um, wouldn't they hermetically seal their pods so that they wouldn't get infected with stuff from down here?
2: Oh, oh, okay. I have a theory about that. Okay. And this kind of goes back mm-hmm. to our all of our military talk. Okay. So yeah. back on Mars, there were all these like Martian scientist guys telling like the military Martian guys about the possibility of microbes, right? But the military guys were all like, nothing that small could kill us. So they like launched their invasion anyway. So basically the ones that came to Earth are science deniers. Ah. Mm.
3: The, the, the the flat Marses.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, anything small like that we could totally take, you know, and the scientists are like, oh, MG, what? So, but you know, <laughs> the guys with the guns, they get to go. So.
1: And they're probably like, anyways, like there is flat, so they're not gonna get here.
2: We've got a heat ray, <laughs> that'll take care of everything. What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> yeah. Can't turn well. it on yourself once they're inside your buddy. <laughs>
1: Now, l- let me ask you, Madison, how did you get to, uh, how do you uh, manage to avoid the Martians up very, up to the very end?
2: Oh, well, you guys, you know, you know, I was like palling around with that Professor Pearson guy.
1: Yeah. All
2: right. So he has a lab in the Griffith Park Observatory, and they gave him this sad little basement apartment under the lab. <laughs> it's it's like he really needs to get out, maybe hit the Sunset Strip or something because he's just really isolated. But bonus for us, you know, they couldn't find us there. We were kind of like subterranean in the mountain. So that totally helped.
0: Awesome.
3: nice. Kind of like NORAD for scientists. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Did
2: did he? Well, it's just where they house him so he's never far away from doing his work. He's just a pathetic, lonely guy. I felt sorry for him.
0: <laughs> I I was wondering since we're talking about him um did he have a, any s- special survival skills was he an uh, excess
2: <laughs> Are you kidding he kept running towards the martians like where is even the survival instinct in his head omg no he was a total nerd no he so he wasn't XSS or
3: anything. No. Oh, yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to drive him. I think he's afraid of the LA freeways. It's like, come on. No, he's yeah, people
0: hey, are I'd afraid be afraid of, of the LA freeways.
1: <laughs> I drove it. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's true.
0: No, that's I know you drove it. I I don't believe you <laughs> it's nice, that but then come to me. <laughs>
3: hey look, I'm from Australia. How the hell do you navigate a cloverleaf? That just looks <laughs> crazy. <laughs>
2: Oh. depends how fast you're going where you end up
0: so you have to plan it right you know inertia
2: yeah. <laughs> um
3: so uh did you find uh that you had any tendency to to um tend to befriend the professor during your harrowing experience together you know that sort of
2: i'm sorry what now? That happens what? Well, are well, you... you
3: know, the, you go through a harrowing experience together with the professor and he starts to look like boyfriend material.
2: Oh, God, no. He's, like, over 40. Ew.
1: Don't you remember? She was not even make babies with him at the end.
2: No way. A human race dying out. That is it. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. Ew. Oh, my God. His shoes and socks didn't even match. It was like he, he had no sense of fashion. How could I even be seen with someone like that?
1: You probably won't, wouldn't be able to even if you wanted to, right?
2: I, I think what? I'd take one of the Martians over the professor.
1: Oh, God. Posh! <laughs> <Hush. laughs> that was an so interesting mix. Oh, God. Well,
2: you know, eight arms. I don't know. That, that could be fun.
1: It could be the octopus.
2: <laughs>
3: Lucky we're, we're explicit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, we are.
2: <laughs> I meant for what a nice, be? warm hug. What are you talking about?
0: See? <laughs> so you didn't get the hots
1: for the professor? Eh. Yep. Not, not even like that. That kind of like fetish, like like older people.
2: I know. I don't go for daddy, older.
1: Sugar daddy vibe.
2: Well, it wasn't like he had money. He was living off of grants at the oh, at the, okay. the lab. I mean. No, I feel you. <laughs> if he was a millionaire, I might be able to look past his ancientness, but <laughs> and I'm not shallow. That's just the way women are designed. You look for Prince Charming, not Minimum Wage Charming.
1: Hey, survival instincts.
2: Totally. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, frankly, I feel like if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have survived. I mean, really, you heard it, right?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He would not have survived without you. He
2: would have been burned up in that first, like, explosion. I'm serious. Yeah, in the
1: form, yeah. Right there. there.
3: Uh, So what, it was some sort of reverse sort of mummy syndrome where you needed to protect him.
2: Well, you know, I gave him a ride, so I felt kind of responsible for him. You know, like when you go to a party and you take someone there, you kind of feel like you have to wait for them to want to leave, that kind of thing?
1: Oh, you're too nice. I don't have that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, then I won't go to a party with you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather hang out at Applebee's anyway, so. No,
0: no, no. I go there for lunch. <laughs> uh, Madison, it, it's, it has been amazing <laughs> to have you on our show. Um well, it's al-
2: awesome to be here in the present. That was cool.
0: Although it wasn't deliberate, you know, we really appreciate it. And we thank you don't for coming. Don't miss going to see a
1: barista.
2: Hey, baristas are some of my best friends.
1: Yeah, don't miss that now, because you will not have it in the past.
2: Do you think I could get a coffee? Are you guys taking a Starbucks order? Is it pumpkin spice mocha time yet? What?
1: I always take a caramel macchiato for me. That's my favorite.
2: Okay, who's writing this down? You guys are taking... Taking
3: I think you. I'm, were
1: I'm going octopus.
3: <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy poking skeletons with a stick, medicine.
2: I just wanted to see if it would like disintegrate or what it would do. I mean, come on, I have a curious mind.
1: Yeah, I would have done the same. That, that's why the scientist was into you.
2: Now he kept yelling at me about it. <laughs> oh, I, I think I might have. I think i no. I might have to go back to the past now. I think.
1: We're gonna see now how you're gonna get out.
2: Oh, I'll find a way. She's not going anywhere.
3: No, wait. She's taking Jean's car keys and is jumping out the window.
1: Oh, I don't remember it for me. Nice.
3: <laughs> Your cars make very well, Jean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, no time traveling millennials have been harmed in the making of this podcast. Probably.
1: We can say the same for
0: baristas. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Well, this is all for now. Reach out to us and let us know what do you think about this episode? Share your comments and let us discuss this episode and any ideas on topics you would like us to discuss on future episodes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SciFiRemnant. Would you like to join our Discord server? The link is posted in the description. Remember, if you like this show, do share, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Doing this will help others find and enjoy this show. Thank you. See you next time. This is Science Fiction Remnant, signing off.